you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out, and welcome to summertime. It's in Phoenix. Ooh, I am in Phoenix. So I'm at the studio today, and I have a really special guest that I want to introduce you to. But I want to talk about summer. Let's can we first let's talk about summer. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm back in Phoenix. I'm visiting my family. Got my dog on my lap right here in the studio. Got my guest, Gary Howell, uh, that's here joining me today. And we're going to talk about the philosophy of life. Yeah. And what's going to be included in that is being able to really understand how to have that beautiful life. Yes. Um, and, you know, for me, growing up here in Phoenix, I had a beautiful life. Um, and I didn't know that it could be even more beautiful mm-hmm. by moving to Atlanta, Georgia. But I have this most amazing life in Atlanta, Georgia now. And all of this, um, all of this is kind of coming through because I can say that I did the work. I did the work to be able to really understand what keeps me stuck, why I'm stuck. And it's stuff that you can never imagine surfaces up when you have the right conversation with the right person. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to classify that right person a lot of times as a coach. Okay. Maybe a therapist sometimes. Might be somebody that has that can provide that professional support and that yep. professional help. But for me, it was a coach. Yep. It was somebody that was able to kind of really connect with me in a way that I didn't feel like there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and that was and that was <laughs> had got me to this place of having this beautiful life. And I say that I have this beautiful life now because I have a beautiful family that's still here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But I have a beautiful fiance and a beautiful home um, and a vegetable garden and deer that walk through my yard in Atlanta, Georgia. But you said it, I think, is it didn't happen on accident. No. It, it takes work. And no. I, I think in, in the field that we're both in of helping people, we hear a lot that life just happens to them and they, as if they're not in control. But the truth is, uh, whether it's beauty inside out, I was we were saying off air that why are people stuck? And I said, I think if beauty's inside out, stuckness, if that's a word, I'm gonna create a word today, mm-hmm. stuckness is from the inside out as well. It's so, true. So we're gonna take a look at yeah. how do we get stuck and maybe how do we get unstuck? Yeah, because there's part of it that where it's like we can polish ourselves up and look super fantastic on the outside yep. and not feel good on the inside and not feel as though we're healthy, we're a contribution, we're yep. happy, all of those words can come up when we don't feel it on the inside or the outside. But we're good. As humans, we're really good yep. at, at fooling people yep. of what's really going on with us. And I think that is kind of apparent with what's happening out there in society. Oh, with You know, boom, one day somebody that has all this fame and fortune and money and they're committing suicide. Yep. And um, there's something that's not right. There's they're, they're, they're showcasing a certain way of them being on the outside, but they don't have the happiness and the, and the love on the really inside. Because they really know the truth. I they mean, do. They, they fool themselves in a temporary place, but they know the truth. Yeah. But at so, the end of the day, when they're laying in bed at night, they know who they are. They absolutely do know who they are. And so please, you guys, let me just take a step back and introduce my guest, Gary Howell. Well, we here. got started right off the uh, bat. Well, of course, because I'm like, <laughs> who wants to wait, right? I, I, I want the best life ever. Who wants to wait? Yeah. But he is uh, the owner of a newly formed NUMA coach Coaching Advantage and Numa Coaching Institute, as well as the co-founder of Breathing Life International, a religious nonprofit that transcends denominational lines. Yep, which is great because I think that is is that where we kind of get that um, spiritual versus religious kind of conversation yeah, going. A, a lot. And I think I need to just interject for one second. Uh, one of the co-founders, because I'll have three guys listening to this show who are going to ride me because you said founder. I think, or did you say co-founder? Uh, I no, I might have said founder. Okay. I might have just skipped that because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> And there's like some distance between here and there. I'm just trying to save some razzing after the show. No, so, yeah. okay, I'm so one of the yeah, co-founders. co-founder of yep. Breathing Life International. Yep. Perfect, good. Right. Well, I'm sure that your other co-founders um, are just glad to have you sharing the message, right? I, I think so. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it works. So Gary and I, uh, we're, we're, we're really going to talk about the philosophy of having a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And and that philosophy, it, it might not fit what you've been told or, or how you kind of faced trauma or objections in life and we're just going to shift it around to be able to kind of have you look at yourself and say i want that beautiful life and believe that you can have it i think that's part of the problem people don't start because they don't believe it's possible yeah and i think i think what you do is to let people know it's possible and i've done it 
It's totally possible. So yeah. I, I, Gary and I kind of connected on the phone um, a couple of weeks back, and I told him that I had this opening on the 28th because I had a client that wasn't able yeah. to be, and I was going to be in Phoenix, and he's here in Phoenix. So it's great when you can actually be in the studio together because I think that there's that enormous amount of energy. But yes. we were sharing the same philosophy, and we yep. had the same vision of how we want to be able to help people. And I also think we just discovered a few minutes ago our weaknesses of why we just want to help people, yes. help people, and um, maybe not understand that in crossing over of being a contribution to others and having them have a beautiful life, that uh, there's a commitment on both ends. Yeah, because if someone wants a beautiful life, but they want me to do all the work for them, they won't work. have a beautiful life. It doesn't work. No, yeah. it doesn't. No. That's kind of like if I want to get in shape and I hire a, you know, a, a trainer, uh, guess who has to be on the treadmill? Wouldn't that be great if he could do it for you, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love that if they would just get on the treadmill and make me skinny. Yep. yep. Well, you yeah. need to figure that out. Yeah. We need to. Yeah, there might there might be there might be a future in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So we so we called this the the uh, the philosophy of a beautiful life, mm -hmm. and let's talk about first like what are some of those philosophies? And it's usually kind of some of our own belief systems yeah, here. It is, and it's funny. Uh, I do a lot of uh, what we call cognitive reframing too, which is uh, if you change the meaning of something, you change mm -hmm. the feeling that goes with that. True, and, and so I, I think. A lot of the reason you do what you do is, is based on some past experience, some mm -hmm. uh, things that you've seen or done. And uh, my wife and I, we, my wife was 16 when we got married. I was 20. Ooh. And uh, no, she wasn't, which is usually the first question. <laughs> and she told me not to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I know I'm guaranteed one laugh. You're a protector. Of I am a two. protector, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and we've, we've lost two children. I lost a two-year-old daughter, and I've lost a one-year-old daughter and had two in between. And so... This feeling of pain, um, I knew I hated that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did survive it, and um, I really am obsessed with trying to keep people from living in pain. I used to be obsessed with trying to keep people from pain, but pain, is, pain can serve a purpose. Um, and I usually tell people not to waste their pain because pain uh, teaches a lesson. I sat with one of my clients um, two weeks ago who just, the day we met, found out she was her in remission for her thyroid cancer. And so my first question to her was, so what did cancer teach you that nothing else could have taught? Mm, and she thought, question. For, she thought for a moment and just said how I treat people. Uh, I, used, I used to think people were rude, but like, you don't know their story. Maybe they just came from chemo, you know? Mm. And so or even- Or just got diagnosed. Or just got diagnosed yeah. or their husband left, whatever. You just don't know someone's story. So cancer, I, uh, there's other ways to find the, the answers to those things without going through those hard things. But I think, um, Pain, pain serves a purpose, even in beauty. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and we always say that, you know, beauty is painful. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's something to that. And, and I'm, I, I get that. I get that part of the pain. Yep. I think we're really good as human beings of trying to avoid pain. And we'll do anything to get out of, out of pain as fast as we possibly yep. can and get to a happy place. Yep. But all that is doing is like putting a Band-Aid on the, on the wound that needs to kind of heal from the inside out. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and usually it's that old uh, pain versus pleasure principle. Yes. And people will only change when the pain of staying the same is, is greater than actually the pain of changing. The pain of changing, yes. I, I, I spent many, many days rehearsing that in my head because I'm like, why yeah. am I still doing this? Why am I still working for this idiot? <laughs> why am I still, you know, yeah. in this relationship? And it was pain. The pain has to be greater yeah. than, than the change. And then when the change is made and you realize it wasn't quite as painful as you told yourself, because that story that we have in our head is mm -hmm. so powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, even even uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, as a man thinks in his head, his heart, so is he. Which means it doesn't even matter what God thinks of Bonnie, how Bonnie thinks of Bonnie is how that powerful that is. Oh, yeah. And so if, if you don't have a, if you're not coming from a place of, of beauty and we'll keep that scenario running that, that's going to affect the way I think. And as we were saying off air, I hold the remote control to how I'm going to think about my life. Either if I want it to be a beautiful life or I want to stay stuck, that's still my choice, whatever, whatever one I want. Yeah, it's true. So you went through this very painful part of yep. losing two young children. Yep. You, and you, you have two daughters now, two yep. grown daughters now. Um, Seven, eight grandchildren. So uh, we've wonderful. been blessed. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But still, I mean, and even as many years ago as that, there's still pain to to that connection. Yes. And again, that's that serves a purpose. You know, I, when I speak a lot and I'll always talk about 
losing children. And then I, mm-hmm. about, it was about a month ago, I stopped at the cemetery and I just went up to the gravestone and I was really amazed at the emotions over there. I didn't know those emotions were still there. Yeah. They're, they're always there. I don't, I don't think some of that ever goes away, but I think for the same question that you asked the gal, one of your clients, right. what did you learn from cancer? You know, what did you learn from this pain? Yeah, yeah, I learned that it's not the end and I can survive. Um, I, I've learned to count my blessings. So we lost two, but my, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, she had triplets. And so uh, <gasps> what a blessing that was. It's almost like by design. Yeah, you know, almost <laughs> like by design. <laughs> True, yes. Yeah, and you can see the almost was kind of like uh, even, I was wavering I understand on that, sarcasm. It's by design. I understand sarcasm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a black belt in it, so yeah. I get that, yeah. yeah. So uh, my goal is to walk around like you do, and I'd love to help people get unstuck, yeah. uh, showing them what they do. I always like to tell people, listen, you have to do all the heavy lifting. I just say, it would be wise to put this down. It would be wise to pick this up. Uh-huh. That's a role as a coach, I think. Yeah, it's, oh, definitely a role as a coach. And and I think people really, I, I think that the coaching industry has kind, kind of gotten a little bit of a bad rap. Yeah. Um, because I think that there's probably a lot of coaches out there that maybe aren't as good as others, which is inevitable in any industry, any right? Any correct. Um, I think people are really kind of blowing some of this coaching stuff out of proportion where they're they're sharing these in- incredibly gross and, and tragic stories of how they overcame yeah. and then they're and then they're boasting that and now I'm making a million dollars as a coach and yeah. you can too and and I don't think that's what the truth of coaching should be about. I think that it's very personal. I think that it's a a high level of commitment that both parties need to make in this. Oh, absolutely. But what what is your philosophy on the coaching? Um, Kind of like you, I kind of pulled back. So I was a counselor too for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And so they always say you're not supposed to mix the two. And I think that would be wise for someone who's just a coach. But having been a counselor, I mean, I've created my own little, I call it coachling, which is a a merging Uh, of the two. Very good. Very clever. But thank you. (laughs) I've never been accused of that. Good branding. Good branding. We were talking (laughs) branding off the air. You know, I guess because really good, good counseling is finding something and say, here you are, you're messed up. Let's go back and figure out why you're messed up. Good coaching is here you are stuck. How can I get you here? It's it's all a positive move. And it has very specific steps from A to Z. Yes. And listen, a good coach is somebody that can take you on that journey. Absolutely. And I think a lot with the industry, the flood of it, and I, and I don't even think the coaching industry is is even topped out. I still think it's it's. Oh um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yet uh, we get a lot of people trying to lead someone somewhere where they've never been, mm-hmm. or haven't put in the hard work to get. And just because you're a good talker doesn't mean you're a good coach. You're actually a good coach if you're a good listener. Good listener. You oh. know what? And that was probably the skill set that I had to learn. And it's an everyday learning process because, yep. because I'm a talker. Yep. I mean, look, I have a radio show. I'm a speaker. Yep. So what's easeful for me is to talk. Yes. What is not as easeful for, to me, but I have had learned to be better at this and really, really gain perspective on it is to be a good listener. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds easy, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Then I learned, well, my mentor, uh, he may be listening. He does a thing called discovery listening where he says, I'm really responsible for what you hear, too. Oh, and absolutely. and then I've added that I'm, respo- I'm responsible for speaking to your hearing. So if I'm talking with an athlete and I use athletic metaphors or uh, you know sports ideas, he's mm-hmm. more apt to understand what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I have a responsibility as a talker to speak to your listening. Then I have a responsibility as a listener to actually repeat back to you so you know I heard you. Because you're honored when, when someone listens to you, you're actually, you're honored. Oh, it, I feel like that is one of the greatest honors is yep. to be heard yep. and to be that contribution to somebody when they can hear you. Yeah. Um, so I put a lot of value on good listening skills, and um, I enjoy the dynamics of that. I enjoy the speaking part of it, yep. but the coaching part of it satisfies a certain part of my soul because I see and feel things in a particular way, right. um, and I don't know how to put it into words. And that's always kind of befuddled me most of my life, but I realize that the gift of it is that I see, feel, and hear in ways that I can support other people in having that beautiful life. Because you you could just over-talk it and not feel that. I mean, we've probably both been guilty of that. Yes, uh, So when, when you actually feel that, I used to hate dead airspace, so I would talk and fill it. And I've learned to use 
uh, dead airspace for my clock. Because if I'm quiet long enough, they will say something. Yes, <laughs> and that's true. what they need to say. I'm, so if I'm doing all the talking, I'm keeping them from that cathartic piece of sharing really what they came to see me for. They didn't come to tell me they just got a promotion. There's something deep or you wouldn't and be sitting with a coach. there's hesitation in them mm-hmm. really feeling comfortable enough to bring it out. But I'm glad you don't like dead airspace because that kind of leads us. And be, have, being a radio host in the past yes. as well, yep. Gary, because I know that's part of your uh, part of your career history. Yep. Um, we don't have any dead airspace, even though we are going to be taking a break right now on radio. Since we're live on Facebook with everybody, and thanks for joining us on Facebook, we're going to continue to kind of – we're going to do a little gap okay. so that we can go to break, and then we're going to – chit chat a little bit with our guests on Facebook until we come back on the radio. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, you guys, we'll be right back on Beauty Inside and Out. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. My guest is Gary Howell. And uh, so not only coach, but you were a counselor, but you were also a minister, too. I was, yep. So you've, you have um, like a, a full range of, of skill sets here to be able to make an impact on other people's lives. Yeah, uh, which is my colleague, and I know as we discuss, it's a little bit of yours, too. Um, and that's where the, the name NUMA came from. Oh, perfect. Good. Let's uh, share what, uh, cause you, because I, I introduced you as NUMA coaching. Yes. And so is this a philosophy, a method, a technique? What is it? Yes. How's Thank that? you. There, yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> well, it's a good question. So it deserved a good answer. Um, NUMA is, is the Greek word for, for breath, spirit, mm. wind. So uh, the idea is, I mean, you can, co- you can coach uh, externally, which is more motivation. I, I spoke somewhere and she introduced me as a motivational speaker, and I always cringe. Oh, yeah, I cringe at that, too. Yeah, I don't, don't do that to me. Don't do that. And I, so I was telling her after the program that motivation is good, but it's external. It's extraneous. Uh, even the best can only get it two or three layers deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, NUMA means there's a, a, it's inspirational. So instead of trying to come to somebody from the outside and I like to reach in and inspire them and pull it out, then I can, I can drop the mic and walk away. They don't need me. And then that's the point where that their own level of transformation takes place because Absolutely. because once you get to that point where you're you're diving in and you're helping them to pull it out themselves, yep. they can never go back. They're not going to put it back in. No, 
No, and it's done. So if you're, I'm, a, I'm just a motivator. You always need me there uh, at some point just to keep yeah. you going and keep you going. But once you're inspired, yeah, then your job is done. You move on to someone else who needs that. Exactly. So some of the leadership coaching that I do is um, the leaders always make a statement that they say, I got to figure out how to motivate my staff. Mm-hmm. And I always think, oh, can you imagine? I'm like, well, then buy them Starbucks cards and yeah. and they will be motivated until that card runs out, depending yes. on how much you put on yeah, it. They need you again. And then they're going to need you again, like some incentive. And I think that the, under a kind of a corporate banner or a work incentives, all of those things are great to motivate and you know keep the energy going but the truth is is i i really look to build inspirational leaders absolutely so we, we talked about the nonprofit. the uh we we go from a philosophy of four e's which we we engage with people engagement doesn't happen a whole lot in this society anymore with cell phones and computers we're all lying like we're all engaged yes. in social media and this and about the, like this is yeah. the minimal of engagement you know what we're doing here that's why we like on uh, sitting next to each other in a uh, radio session because it's that chemistry yeah. so and then we also encourage uh, we equip and then the last part uh, if your leadership people would do that then we empower which means i i let you do your thing mm-hmm. And if I've equipped you well, and then I can empower you to go do what you should do, now I've got a much better employee. But if I'm always there motivating him, then one of us really is not necessary if I'm always sitting at his desk motivating him. Yeah, and it feels it feels false. It does feel There's false. a part that it's kind of like it, it comes and it goes and everything. So I think the inspiration yep. part of it. So what else does this... Um, so the philosophy is there. there is a spiritual aspect. And so you just don't have to share the same brand or denomination that I, in fact, I always said I was a non-denominational guy working at a Baptist church, which was really funny to most people except Baptists. So <laughs> they didn't quite get the humor in that. Uh, and so it's, it's to let people know that there's, there is something greater. I developed, I, much as we were talking off here, and you and I love to create content, and I created this content, which is more of an assessment. It's called Understanding Your Soul ID. Oh. And ID is not so much identification, it is those the internal demands that every human Ooh, being has. I like that. Yeah, it's a... See, there's another brand. There's an, Wow, this is gonna be good for me at the end. <laughs> This, this show will go on past this air, the airing for me. <laughs> so uh, there's there's certainly, I mean, it's based loosely off um, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. of human needs. But again, he stops at the human needs. Uh, I don't know where the quote came from, but I like it. It says, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So if that's really true, and I believe it well, is. I totally believe that. Yeah. There's so much truth to that because if you're kind of like really just staying in that human side, then stuff's going to get you stuck. You're going to get stopped. Absolutely. You're going to have circumstances and tragedies and traumas, and then you're never going to be able to overcome them. And if I've only coached the human part of you, I felt like I've done you a disservice because there's a human element, I mean, a spiritual element to who you are. Mm-hmm. And and the cool part about that, once you really realize that that's part of that inspirational piece that you, you don't need me again. Now, uh, the spiritual component also says once I get it now, it's not just for me, it's for somebody else. So now I'm going to go repeat this. I have to be a contribution to others. I have in to that be a contribution. And that's one of the, the six IDs is understanding that life's about a contribution. Even your pain, my pain, it's not just for me, it's for mm-hmm. other people. There's, I think the greatest learning is vicarious learning. I'd love to learn from other people's pain without having to experience it. Mm-hmm. So every experience of life's not just for me. Uh, a narcissist thinks it is, but uh, I know it's not, you know? Right. And Even your brother's suicide just wasn't, uh, your, that experience of working through that stuff, you've used that in your coaching to inspire other people. Into- I, I see the pain that people have, and mm-hmm. then I'm always wondering is, are you going to own your pain enough to be able to overcome it? Yes. Or are you gonna let the pain win? Yep. But being a, oh, that's that's a good term, you could let the pain win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being a people person, did you ever feel like you're doing most of the heavy lifting? Like when I'm going home and I'm depressed about this couple's marriage and I'm like, I'm more depressed than they are. This is not right, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why am I? Why am I down? Because and and I had to realize I had to break up with them because I'm like I'm doing all the hard work here and uh, again that says a lot about our nature as caring, loving mm-hmm. people. We're we're kind of hardwired for people. That's why we, we love what we do. And my friend Gloria here, who is tapped into us right Hi, now Gloria. and, and uh, paying attention to us, you know, she's really taught she's me a lot. She's paying attention to us. She is. She, right, she's Gloria. hanging out with us. She's taught me a lot through her. You know what she pushes out socially, the books that she's wrote, mm-hmm. and everything. 
um, kind of like that empath um, philosophy. Yes. And you yeah. know, I really, I really became very attuned to that because that's when I understood that there was a there was a preparation I had to do prior to certain client calls. Yes. And there's a preparation I have to do post calls. Yeah. Because I can take it with me yeah. and I can really hold it tightly and um, and and that's that's not the role that I want to be able to play no but empathy is one of the things missing in our society generosity I'd say so. uh, gratitude and empathy are the two big things that are missing mm-hmm. um, so I, I have I can cry it up I can cry I've watched uh, Sweet Home Alabama, 800 times I cried every time. You know, I, I love that movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It, it is. <laughs> Most guys like blow up uh, car racing, and I'll just give me a good Sweet Home Alabama any day, and I'm good. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of learning in that. And there's, yeah. yeah. I, I ruin, and, do you ruin movies for people? Because I do, because I'm already figuring like people's uh, social behaviors. And I'm like, you know why she's doing this, don't you? And mm-hmm. then uh, you, you, you never, you're not done being a coach ever. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was kind of like that. She ran away from her past. She ran away from the hurt and the pain. Yep. And, and they're very um, subdued about what that, some of the depth of the pain, but uh, it he all spills comes, it out a little bit in the truck, a little bit in the truck. And yep. then it all comes back around. But yeah, that's a, that's a great movie to watch. Yep. And then um, uh, I have a coaching philosophy based on movies. Like I'll give, I'll give a, a hard client who doesn't listen. I'll let him watch a movie. Antoine Fisher is one, but with a Denzel Washington, uh, to show that you don't really need an answer. Sometimes you need, you want an answer, but having the answer is not. <laughs> the, and so that's a great. I'll, I'll, I'll have him watch a movie, and then it opens doors for my coaching after that. You know, basically. I love that. You know, when when Survivor first came yeah. out, and I have no idea what season it's on, and I don't watch it anymore because yep. it's so predictable yep. and they're fine because they understood what their niche was once it got going and yep. and marketed yep. they understood exactly who to look for in order to keep that formula alive but the first couple seasons of survivor was so fascinating to me because yep. it was true human dynamics and you could see yourself in any one of the any characters one of them and then you would ask yourself what would I do in that yeah. situation if I felt as though I wasn't safe or that people were bullying against me or, yep. you know, conniving, whatever, what would I do? And it really created this opportunity to see that that human dynamic coming to life when you when your safety is at risk. Yes. No. Oh, and that's what all of that was. It was all their safety was at risk, being kind of pulled away from their life, put on an island, having to, you know, mingle with strangers. Yeah. But now, of course, it's so. It's, it's it's so predictable, it's like any nothing, other. It's not reality TV. It's today. not reality anymore. But yeah. In that safety, please. I love those good questions, and you were asking me some good questions off here. Good questions are an amazing tool for a coach. Mm-hmm. And I usually ask somebody this in the middle of why they're seeing me. I said, well, "How would it change your mindset if you thought this wasn't happening to me? It's happening for, for me." me. And the man looked at me and said, well, if it's happening to me, I guess I'm a victim. If it's happening for me, I'm supposed to learn something. And Bingo. I'm going to add something to that, yeah, too. Yeah, please. This is just what one of the things that I shared with my coaching client this morning was I said, I said, if you understood that people don't do things to you, they do the things for themselves. Yeah. Then you would well, look at it differently. Like people are not intentionally trying to do something to you. Right. They're doing something for themselves and not understanding the impact it has on you or others. So see, that's what we teach. That's the reframing. You reframe that. So now mm-hmm. you, when you reframe the meaning, you change the feeling. Now, if that's the truth, then I don't look at them the same. I don't have that same anger towards them because it's not about I'm me. not trying to protect myself Correct. so heavily in this relationship yeah. that I can't be real, truthful, authentic, and integral with the with. Absolutely. This Absolutely. person and the relationship right. to move forward. No, because we're we're too busy protecting our own feelings. Oh yes, yep. yeah, and it happens. It we're does. human. Absolutely. That's the human side of us that it happens. Which yeah. is why, according to what Gloria said, like every they say every coach ought to have a coach, and I do believe that. I I am like yeah yeah, yeah I got I am I have an active coach right now, and um, I'm really loving the little tidbits of things that she says to me, yep. and having me look at some some past history um, of how I am, how my patterns mm-hmm. are kind of, are really in place and are serving me well, but how then to be able to reshift, reframe those patterns to break one so I can get to the next level because that's always the struggle we have. Yep. I want to get to the next level. And, and what we do in culture is to say, we identify something, say it's either good or bad. Patterns aren't bad. Mm-hmm. It's, 
it's when I learn to master them instead of letting them master me. That's mm. so I can actually use my. That's why. What's the self help industry is like a. I just was reading the other day like almost a billion dollar a year business and. Oh, yeah. I'm not even the self help kind of makes me nauseous. I love self awareness, which means I'm I'm looking in to see why I do these things. What are my mm-hmm. patterns? Now, if I'm aware of my patterns, the minute it starts, I should have a an auxiliary plan to kick into. Uh, not just my pattern. So that's what self-awareness, I think, really Awareness is. is always the first step. It is. It is. And it's the hardest. I'm pretty sure it's the first step on the 12-step program, too. <laughs> you know what? I have a... I've had some clients that almost drove me to a 12-step program, but I've never taken... I've never taken it. But I think awareness is a yes. big part of it. And... Um, so awareness really comes from from focus. What do you what are you focus? focusing on? Uh, so I yeah. usually ask a series of questions like, do you focus on pos- the positive things or the negative things? Mm-hmm. Do you positive you uh, focus on things you don't have or things you do have? Mm-hmm. Do you focus on the past, the present, or the future? And what their answers that will kind of tell me where Ooh, they those are. Those are good questions. You know, and yeah. then we take it the next step, and then say, what meanings do you hook to what you focus on? Because yeah. that's where it's important. Right. Uh, if I hook a wrong meaning to things, then I have a wrong emotion, and I have a, probably going to have a wrong action step hooked to that. So, mm-hmm. or it, no action, or or no which action, which can be just as bad. Yep. Yeah. And and that's so I think you know when you're talking about branding, I was always trying to think of something cute, a little phrase. Uh, to, and what I like to tell people I do is I take them from motion to movement. A lot of people read 18 self-help books that are going around in circles. That's motion, and they think they're doing something. I, I want to take you to movement. I want to move you from here to here, not just watch you walk around in a circle again. Yeah, which is, and I'm going to use this word, and I'm not sure where you stand on it. Okay. But I, I, I'll define it a little bit, too. I think that's where, um, I, I think we, we need to look at the focus we put into just affirmations. Yes. Because an affirmation is, you know, reframing to some degree but if you haven't healed properly of what you're trying to reframe, yeah, then all you're doing is just kind of acting like it doesn't exist. Yes. And yet it keeps showing up yeah. over and over again. And you don't know why it's still showing up because I mm-hmm. went to a coach and I'm doing the affirmations. Yeah. It goes back to that story you tell in your head. Like if you've mm-hmm. met people that are depressed and they're on antidepressants, yet they're still depressed. It's yes, you're taking the meds, but you're still telling yourself the same story. You haven't totally healed. Like, I have to be on the meds because I'm depressed yeah. while I'm on meds. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're taking the meds, which is fine and, and and helpful, but if you're telling yourself the same story that caused the depression in the beginning, you can't, the meds aren't magic, you yeah. know? So I'd love to go in and find out people's story by some of these diagnostic questions. And then I say, my job as a coach is to come in and help you co-author a new story. That's that's mm. my job. Oh, I love that. That's that's you, a really good brand. See, I don't. He, okay, Gary said in the beginning <laughs> that he's not very good at branding himself, but everything he said are really great, amazing tidbits. Well, good. Of Thank you. I you did. owning and really uh, honoring that brand of how you how you work with people. Am I going to get an invoice? What you offer? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. We're we're gonna we're gonna send the invoice yep. on, on some good coaching and branding. Here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so going back to the Numa philosophy yes. and that breath. Um, is how you do that. You know what I see in society right now? People are holding their breath. Yes. Like they're waiting for like something magical to happen. And breathing is like, it's like breathing through because the more you breathe, the more things heal, the more you heal, the more that you let go. And I, and I don't like the word let go because it's very, it's misused a lot. Absolutely. Letting go of you know, whatever's holding that breath. Which if you've studied any of like the breathing techniques, that the idea is to get rid of the toxic, you're breathing out and breathing. Mm-hmm. I'd I love, I'm big on symbolism and, and metaphors, but some people take it too far and they build a whole coaching business based on breath. And I think it's a, it could be a tool, but breathing, uh, Numa, that breath, that it's the idea that this breath is coming from somewhere else. It's not coming from within me. Um, I've I've sat with couples or individuals, and you ever get that feeling like I really feel like I should say something, mm-hmm. and I'll say something. I don't even know why I said it, and I'll say I don't even know if this makes sense to you, and they'll look at me and say, "How did you know? I didn't know." I I, I I'm in tune uh, that that spiritual element that that you don't see or you don't hear, but I'm but in you tune. Feel. With, but I feel you feel it. Yep. Yes. And I felt I need to say it. And I'll say it. I feel like I need to say this, and I don't know why. But where did that come from? I'm in tune with that. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that that serves my client well. If I but if I'm just coaching their human part, I'm missing a, a big piece. I feel like yeah. I'm not giving them a full service. 
So that's where Numa comes in. There's a spiritual side of all this too. And and as always, as always, and and I understand that sometimes that spiritual side it's you know and i and i share in in some of my coaching as well that it wouldn't interfere if you have a particular religious belief it doesn't interfere with that Mm -mm. but we're just we need to tap into that part that you said earlier that spiritual side of who we are so that the human part of us doesn't keep getting you know bogged down with how life is you know because i think we reach this point like there's like that midlife crisis that people talk about and there's some truth to that yeah and we kind of like you know wake up and we're 40 and then we go like this we go this is it yeah i did that that was my story i woke up at 40 and i'm like this is it like i got 40 more years of this kind of life not sure i can do it yeah (laughs) and it was that's when i hit that pain point Mm -hmm. of being able to say how much longer do i want to be in pain but if you looked at it from the outside looked like i had a pretty good life yeah but something wasn't right so the the pain of staying the same was going to be greater than the pain of changing yes yeah absolutely i always like to help the clients get to a point where they don't have to wait till they hit rock bottom before they do that that's that's where the awareness comes in it's always a good thing yeah it's a Mm -hmm. good thing yeah it's a very good thing so you know we but just before we take this next break and i know that we've we've got some really amazing stuff i want to share in in our final segment here today because this is going really fast wow i can't believe it conversation um who are some of your ideal clients that you're kind of catering to? Because I heard you say like couples. Is it marriage? Is it individuals? You know, in, uh, we were talking off air about you're supposed to, as a coach, have a niche, and I have three of them. And I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but if you kind of create your own coaching system, you can make sure. anything. You can allow yeah. anything. I would think th- uh, the target audiences. It seems to be based on the fact that I've lost two daughters. I noticed that. Just a yeoman's uh, part of my clientele are are young women or women in marriage that are struggling, women with um, abuse, Mm -hmm. uh, eating disorders, uh, sexual abuse and all of that. And I I think I have a dad's heart with, with, I had love for two daughters I wasn't able to export and maybe they get the benefit of that. So it seems to be, I, I have a lot of guys tell me in crisis marriage counseling that you're always siding with my wife and I'm like, well, it's never always, but I would probably agree with that because I have a greater, there's a greater uh, need I have to watch a man step up and finally be a man. And I, I think we're missing, oh, yeah. I think we're missing manly, manly men in this culture too, to be honest with you. So yeah, there's, a, there's, we need the balance. We do back need the again. balance. Yeah. yeah so I think a that's a target. Balance. And then uh, couples at large, I'd love, my wife and I've been married for 41 years. Mm, congratulations. Uh, yeah. That's, and, and that's, that's amazing. The more I say that out loud, the harder it is to believe, A, that we're old enough to be married 41 yeah. years. <laughs> and and to realize that it is, that's quite an accomplishment really in this day and age when Ooh, the average yeah. the average marriage I think now is like uh, 7.2 years. So mm-hmm. like we're- Seven year itch. Yeah, seven year, <laughs> seven year itch. <laughs> so I like to have people scratch their own itch before they go out and get someone else to scratch it. That's where we try to, yeah. I, but there again, um, my premise in that is you can't have a healthy whole if you don't have two healthy halves. So they're still in some individual working, even in marriage. It's not all her. It's yes, not you're all bringing him. two people together. Baggage. And baggage comes with that. Yep. Especially baggage if you've had poor relationships in the past that didn't survive. Right. And you're bringing that survival skill set into that next marriage because you're then creating hey, the self-fulfilling prophecy of this one's not going to work either. You've told yourself that story. Yes, you told yourself that and story. And now the new guy is actually paying the bill on a tab that was run up by the old guy, and that's not fair in any situation. No, that's not that's not being the man. <laughs> it's not yeah. being the man. Yep. Well, good. Well, thanks for sharing that because I know when we come back in this next segment, you're going to share a little bit of some philosophy of of how you start your day and what that means to you because this yep. is really going to take us back into. So, how can we create that beautiful life that we want to have? There's some action steps. Involved. There's some action steps. Yep, got to be in motion. All, All right. right. So stay with us, uh, everybody. We're going to be back for our final segment with our guest coach, minister. Uh, wow. counselor and all I need of to that raise my fees I, I think, think so I, I think, think so. so Mr. Gary House so stay go. with us we'll be right back the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com are you looking to uncover your authentic self looking to improve your communication selling, or public speaking skills. Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. 
visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. I am here with my guest, Gary Howell, and he is a NUMA Coaching Advantage and NUMA Coaching Institute. Can you define what the difference is between those two? Well, the Institute is going to be some of the, the training pieces that either you want to become a coach or just people from the outside, maybe clients want to take a, a six-week session on marriage or on, mm. uh, or I'm going to actually create one that you, the Soul ID 10-week course. Mm-hmm. So you can take it, if you want to be a coach, you can just take it to, to better yourself into uh so that's where the institute piece will come in perfect good so it's kind of like the philosophy and then how you can source it correct yeah Yeah. now also one of the things too that you shared with me which was really great was that you're actually going to be doing a radio show here on voice america and when are you going to go live well i'd like i think uh fall is what we talked about i have a lot of things to do this summer and some speaking things um looking at trying to get some sponsorship as well. So I'm, I'm looking at a fall kickoff, I think, is what Perfect. we're looking well, at. Perfect. Well, you be sure to let me know. Um, you so may that be my first guest. Oh, I would love to be your guest. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll do some self-promotion back and forth to be able to okay. make sure that people stay engaged with, with everything that we're sharing because I think it is making a difference out in that crazy world crazy. out there that yeah. we're living in. And um, I, th- I think people are in a whole lot of pain right now. I think they're not being honest with themselves. I mean, you watch TV and all you see is ugliness. As, we, as you want to reference beauty, uh, yeah. there's no civility anymore. It's uh, People could use a real crop dusting of some yeah. and, you know, and, internal and beauty. I know that uh, my show is in several countries and uh, it's pretty widespread. And I think Ireland was like my number one show last really? month. Yeah, it's so great. It's it, And thank you. Thank you to all of my listeners yep. that are out there, you know, jumping on board and listening to it at your at your leisure um and listen the world in itself is crazy but Mm -hmm. you know i think that we we, we're in a landscape right now that um we have to figure out how to unite and be more compassionate every single day how can we be more compassionate because we all have differences not one of us is the same we can all have beliefs and we can share in some beliefs but the truth is is we have to be compassionate to to humanity and would you not agree that mo- most of the reason we can't do that is if, if you don't like yourself or comfortable with yourself, it's hard to like people outside. And yeah. so that's where that internal beauty kind of comes. Like when I'm really secure, I did a men's retreat uh, a while ago and it was a few months ago and the, the session I did, I spoke a couple of times and it was called labels versus identity. And too many people live labels oh, instead yeah. of the identity of who they really are. That's that internal beauty, that I who that. I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm tired of living what you call me or what I'm expected to be, I'm gonna I'm gonna live who I am. Yes, and, and here's here's my branding philosophy for you Uh-oh. is that you have to be a synchronistic match to who you are in the inside and how you portray Absolutely. yourself on the outside. Yep. So you may label yourself in a particular way with a brand or a philosophy on the outside, but it has to match on the inside Agreed. or nobody's gonna buy you. And you won't even believe it yourself. Yeah. Uh, they call that in the psychology world cognitive dissonance, where you hold two opposite things as if they're both true. It's impossible. Like, uh, I know smoking's bad. You could die of cancer. Yellows your teeth. But I have four packs a day. Those don't go together. And that's kind of what not your branding not matching who you really mm-hmm. are. Right. Because you you people feel 
your beliefs yep. and if you don't even believe who you are and you're kind of putting yourself out there like you're all that in a bag of chips yeah. they don't buy into it either no. so you have to really it comes from the inside your brand is your internal gps system uh, that then you like share that. it on the outside and that's how you get the connectiveness mm, it puts you on the path to the people that need to connect with no, you that's I just learned something. There you go. There yeah, you, there's. Wow. I'll send you a bill for that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want I, you're going to share something with us, and yeah. this is this is a kind of a ritual or something that you do to be able to create that inspiration for yourself. Well, because we we said at the very first segment that beauty take is work. You, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, people always say, "I just want to be happy." Well, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. on its own. No, you know. In fact, it, in all reality, that. Uh, we're not the, the the inertia that drives us every day isn't happiness. It's actually survival, and survival <laughs> means I'm always looking at what could go wrong. Survival is more a bent towards negativity than positivity. Yeah. What's yeah. going to go wrong? Who could hurt me? Uh, and so you actually have to put into place some some working elements that say it's, it's going to drive me towards a little more happiness or more peace, which all are elements of internal beauty and joy and joy, and that mm-hmm. that's one of them. And I, so I created in our as we already said, we both love to create content. So I was sitting around one day thinking, what can I do for a client? I created like for a client personally, and then I'm like, this is good for everybody. So I started to promote it this way. And uh, it it actually started because he would not listen to me. And I kept trying. So I called him up one morning and I said, he goes, hey, what's up? I said, gray truck. And he he said, what? I go, gray truck. He asked, (laughs) I said it five times, gray truck, gray truck. And then I hung up. he thought I was crazy. And then later that day, he called me and said, oh, I got what you're doing. You know how many gray trucks I saw on the way to work? Ah, exactly. very clever. So I get up in the morning and I start to like pre-program myself. So I have mm-hmm. this this form. Uh, and if your listeners would like it, I'll give you my my email at the end. And they're more, I would love to send it to them. Yeah. And I have a free place on my website. So if it's like a PDF format, I can, I can upload it to my website Perfect. as a freebie gift that Gary's going to be offering all of you listeners today. So I call it the seven minute soul satisfier. I take every every day I take one and it takes about a minute and I'll, I'll, I'll give you like I did. So the first one. Obviously, there's seven days in a week, so each each day there's. Ah, that's how that works. That's exactly how <laughs> I came up with seven. It wasn't original. <laughs> the first one is a gratitude, and I, I think we're missing that in big big hunks. Uh, yeah. So remember, I asked the question. I asked people, do you do you think about more what you don't have or what you do have? If they say what I don't have, I know they struggle with gratitude. If I would be, be happy for what I do have, I'm not so much concerned about putting energy into what I don't have. So then I, I give in that, I explain what it is, and I give you some actually workable uh, action points. Recall someone or some time when they gave you an act of kindness and it was acted out for you and how you felt and what it meant to you in that moment. Make a mental list in your mind of people in your life that you're grateful for. And the mm-hmm. last one is uh, take a bad experience, reframe it, and find a way to extract the positive from it. So not even the bad experience. I can be grateful for a bad experience. Yeah. That's where you said, you know. Don't waste your don't pain. Don't waste your pain. Yep. So th- that's the first. And there's and there's no specific order. Uh, but if you do one a week. So the second one is forgiveness. It's huge. Forgiveness. Um, one of my favorite guys I like to watch on TV is T.D. Jakes. I don't know if you know who he is. He's, he's down from your area, I think. Is he Atlanta or Dallas? One of the two. But yeah. he, t- he talks about unforgiveness. Carrying around unforgiveness is like me drinking poison and hope you die. <laughs> that's, and that's what unforgiveness does. So I, I think every morning I get up, I, I ask, I, who can I forgive today? For, and you say, well, they didn't ask me for forgiveness. It doesn't matter. Forgiveness is more for me. I'm getting it off oh, my yeah. wagon. In fact, I'll tell a little story if I have time. Uh, when I was in Bible college, uh, it was when my daughter was sick, and I remember telling one of the deans that I need to take some time off and be home. She was with my wife and they said, we don't like quitters. And I'm like, I'm not quitting. I'm just taking off a semester. Uh, in that time, I took a break. My daughter passed and somebody from the school uh, came to me and, and they were, I think they were trying to do well, but they said, don't you think maybe God took your daughter because you quit Bible college? Oh. Like that's not, that's, those are not words to encourage or uplift. No. I think no. now I, I've had to forgive that person and I, and I had to forgive it by saying, I don't think he meant to hurt me. I think maybe he was trying to help me make sense of something, but it, it didn't accomplish that didn't purpose. Didn't come out that way. Yeah. So I, I have to forgive, So and I practice forgiveness. So I, maybe I get up in the morning and I, I, I read the idea of what, it's the disposition uh, and intentionally to forgive wrongs and offenses committed against you, whether it was purposeful or not. And then I have these little steps you work through on how to forgive. And then I, then I ask the last one is, 
who do I need to go to and ask forgiveness for? Because I know I've offended somebody. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. always, I don't mind receiving people saying they're sorry. It's really hard for me to go and ask for forgiveness. So that's one of the action steps. And it's amazing uh, that when you choose forgiveness that day, it's just inevitable that you're going to run into somebody that's going to offend you. It's almost as if you're being tried or tested. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to forgive them on the spot, it makes it it really does make you feel good. It sets the stage for me. The third one is is joy, and you'd mentioned that we're we're lacking in joy, and and I think it's only because we don't really remember those joyful times. I had a lady tell me she just couldn't get she can't get through her past. I can't let go of my past, and in her mind she defined past as all bad. So I asked her to to go through some old steps of some funny things that happened to her life, and she's smiling. I go that must make you feel good. She goes I go no it doesn't because it's in the past. And you told me. You told me the past is horrible. And I said, or maybe mm. you just don't choose the right past what to think To be on. able to look at. Yeah. Right. So if I concentrate on the negative past, I'm going to feel negative. Oh, yeah. Will you share the other four with us really quick? Yes. Because we, the oh, show no. is going to be over here. I think you need a two-hour show. So it's, <laughs> it's gratitude. It's forgiveness. And it's joy. And, and this one sounds kind of corny, but it's really just so good. It's love. Like who... It's, and like it's one it. of the soul. It's one of the soul um, IDs. Everyone has a, the desire to give love and have it received. And how we want it received back to us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, we talk about love. Then we go through and just make a reflection that day of people who've showed us love, people we do love. And then the last step is who can I show unconditional love to today? So I have an action step Perfect. for Keep me. Keep going because I want to make sure that people get your email address. Yes. Too. Okay. The third, uh, the fifth one is courage. Okay. Uh, if I'm going to be courageous, because today does not deserve something courageous it's going to have it's going to take place in me the last, uh, six is generosity uh a beautiful spirit gives it just doesn't always take yes and so we set that and then the last one is hope and i think it's the missing hope is hope hope you and you and you the only way you can get to hope is if you've healed the process oh, absolutely. to get to hope. Because anything else is fake hope or false news or fake news or fake hope or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Yeah. So, Gary, tell us how people can find you. So, you can find me by uh, my web, my email address is numacoach, P N E U M A coach at gmail.com. Or you can reach me. Uh, I have, my phone is 480 uh, But I'd love to offer whoever's listening a free hour session. That I'd love to do that just to meet them here. Perfect. I'd love to hear well, what they heard us say. We'll put that. If you provide this PDF to me, I'll I will. put it up on the free thing, and, that, and I'll make sure that it connects to people if they want to be able to get that free hour Absolutely. I'd love you. to do that. You've been amazing. And oh, it's, it's fun. It's been a fun, fun um, episode here. And uh, can't believe it's over. I, I know. It, it goes really fast when we're just like totally in sync with our philosophies here. And that was the philosophy of beauty. And as always, I want you guys to stay tuned. Know that you can hear me on demand. Follow me on my social pages. I know it's, I know it's a crazy thing to ask, but it really does allow me to connect with you more and yeah. provide you more opportunities, more free gifts. And of course, if you'd like to be a guest, you can do that as well. So uh, I'll close out the show as I always do to remember to be you in beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.